This is Staying Alive, and I'm Louis J. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. It's been a great week. It's been an interesting week. We've had a election that just passed. Um, they they well, they pseudo announced a winner on Saturday. I mean, there was a huge buildup for this thing for for four years, and it's you know it was it was news. Some people might think it would be good news. I'm sure the other people that voted for the Republican Party felt that it maybe it was bad news. But it kind of seemed like it was a relief um, when that announcement was made, not because you know I support a particular party, but it just seemed like we had such a buildup for so long. And the drama kind of continues, but the fact that it went over the course of how many days until they called the winner was probably a good thing. Well, and it, it was over a bunch of days, and I think that that ended up creating space for people. Um, and whether it was your outcome or not, it was relief. It was relief in the sense that it'd been mounting. It was momentum. It came to a head. Um, you know, uh, a lot of people were upset. A lot of people were very happy. And what it showed everybody was that there was such a significant divide that it really put our focus on the U.S. Um, almost as if we're looking at something that's very broken mm-hmm. and needs to be repaired and I'm excited for everybody's participation in making sure that that's the mandate, that they, they get back in and make good decisions for that country and for their people because they need it. I was glued to it for three years. I, I became interested about a year after the election, uh, previous election, and then I watched it, and I was interested in another country's politics. And I think, like anybody else, for me, it was there was an entertainment factor. Uh, there was a knowledge-seeking factor. There was an exposure to something that I didn't know. And then there was an anticipation and a buildup and a buildup. And then finally it came. And I think that had it been announced the night of the election, it could have been a complete and utter disaster in the sense that people were so heated and expected one thing or another that they could have gone left or right. And thankfully, there was time. I don't know if that was strategic, but there was a time to to process it to understand where that put them in their minds, um, where they recognize that that too, like I said earlier, is just a moment and that they needed to filter through that. And had it came at the, the time of election night, I think people would have been just incensed with either uh, celebration or, or rage. And we don't need any of that at this time, particularly what everybody's been going through with, with the lockdowns and everything. We're in a real real uh, I don't I don't want to say it's a desperate time but it's a it's, it's a time where people are losing their livelihood their uh, businesses if they've owned business like it's a really rough time right now and it, and it it was just interesting the way that it played out over, yeah, I, over I think the- I think if anything it was uh, to everybody's uh, advantage and to our well-being and that that made me think about what can I be doing to to improve my well-being and my mindset and my mindfulness. And I think that given everything that we've just gone through over the last several months, the focus on this election in the U.S., um, the focus on whether or not this is a mask or should should we be wearing masks? Is it real? Is it not real? Are we locked down? Are we not locked down? We just need some unity and we need some clarification and we need some moments uh, for reflection and mindfulness. And that made me think about something that people have been offering or suggesting that I should do for a long time, and that would be uh, to get into yoga. First, mm-hmm. they, they ask, where do I take yoga? And I, and I tell them I don't, and then they're surprised. So that's interesting because people expect me to, to practice yoga. And then they also... Why do you think that is, though? You know, it's interesting because I think my approach is always fairly optimistic. I come at, come at it with a positive you kind of have a spiritual sense about you, too. It's the beard. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it's the beard or not. But and maybe the bracelets. And the bracelets. Well, you know what, though? I think I am grounded in in positivity, and that uh, I think people equate to being mindful and practicing and, and meditating, and I don't do that either. I mean, I've just recently downloaded um, the Calm app, and that helps me go to sleep at night. Not that I need help because usually I'm tired, so... I fall asleep with that comfort and that that mindfulness in, in my head, um, which I think creates clarity. And like this week, I think there's some clarity that was created for people. And I thought this would be a good time for me to investigate. I want to explore this. 
And so um, I thought about inviting a friend on the podcast. Uh, she's a local business owner in my community. Um, not like, not unlike most communities, there's a yoga studio not far. And uh, her name is Joanne Heaney. She's a yogi. She owns uh, Yoga 7 Studio here in my community of Port Credit. Um, and she's been through all of the challenges that any local businesses face during our lockdowns and COVID and, you know, going from a bricks and mortar um, in two locations to eventually having to shut the doors because it just wasn't scalable, sustainable and move to an online play. So we're going to talk to her and get an understanding of where yoga can fit, how it can help us, uh, particularly how it can help me. And um, what kind of trials and tribulations she's been through as a, as a business owner, an entrepreneur, and, you know, how has she overcome those when she made that great big P, that pivot movement. So I'm excited to do that. I'm also suggesting that if you've thought about doing something like this, why don't we take this journey together? You know, I'm about to jump into um, online sessions for yoga. Um, and if we could do that together and check in to see if we've seen the improvements and can speak, you know, from a personal position on how that may have changed or affected our minds and our, our physical well-being, then I'm most interested to see how that goes. You should uh, do some social media posts uh, on your progress. Yeah, I'm going to do that, actually. Let's see what we can do. Let's see if we can start a movement. Cool. I'm uh, looking forward to the conversation, so here it is. Whether you're a brother or whether you're a mother, you stay in the this is Louis J, and we're on with Staying Alive today. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I've been doing a lot of thinking lately, and uh, this podcast has given me a chance to reflect and come up with some ideas in my life of things that I might want to see change. So today we're talking yoga, and I think uh, that's it's something that's been in front of me for quite a while, and I haven't really jumped in. I've been told by a number of people that I should. So I thought this was a good opportunity to invite a good friend in here, Joanne Heaney, who is the co-founder of Yoga 7 Studio yes. here in Port Credit, um, who's been in this yoga space for a while, I, I believe is a trusted ally in the space of yoga because there's so much information out there about yoga. I thought it would be a good chance to come on and talk about what this life-altering ancient practice can do to help uh, certainly now more than ever, but just in general. So welcome, Joanne, to the podcast. Thank you, Louie. I'm absolutely delighted to be here. Thank you so much for welcoming me. Thank oh, you're you. welcome. <laughs> it's great to have you. I mean, it's always a positive ray of light when you're around anyway, and uh, <laughs> I love that that mindset, and I think that that has a lot to do with, you know, the space that you're in. Um, so I thought we would uh, take a trip back. I mean, not always do we start in the spaces that we end up in, and here we are today you probably were on a different path at one point. So, you know, um, what did that look like? What did that sound like? And, you know, how did how is it that you got yourself into yoga? Like, let's do pre-yoga for Joanne. What was that all about? Okay. It's a very random, I have a very random career path. Um, I'll start off. I was, um, I'm an only child. And so I was always very active, but as an only child, I never did group sports. <laughs> you know, I was always into swimming. I was into tennis. I was into um, synchronized swimming. I wanted to be an Irish dancer, but that didn't pan out, but that's a very sore spot. So I won't talk <laughs> ouch, about that. <laughs> and uh, so I was always interested in physical activity, although I was ne not very athletic, but I could hold my own. And I went to the University of Western Ontario and I got my degree in kinesiology, much to my father's chagrin. Uh -oh. <laughs> He's like, Jim, what is this? What am I paying for? No, dad, it's science. Like, it's great. It's science. <laughs> what am I going to do with this? What am I going to do with this? So I wanted to become a sports doctor. That was the dream. I wanted to work for either the Toronto Blue Jays or the Raptors or the Maple Leafs. That, that was the dream. And then um, right out of on my undergrad, I just, my mom got, knew somebody who knew somebody at a brokerage firm. I got a summer job at a boutique brokerage firm down in Toronto. And I never left. <laughs> I was hired there as a summer student or I, I was a graduate summer student. And all of a sudden, it's September, October, November. They're like, are you still here? I'm like, well, no one told me not to go. Incredible. <laughs> so I sort of blended in, and I was fortunate enough that I was groomed, and then I earned my securities course, and I became an investment advisor, which was, I mean, it was exciting. I mean, I made lots of money. It was a great uh, family-run firm to work for. It was a fabulous learning experience. But then uh, several years later, I woke up. I'm like, what am I doing? So I shifted over, and I worked for a film and television uh, company in media sales, 
And it was great. I mean, I had all access pass to the Toronto Film Festival. I got to wear great dresses. Mm -hmm. I got to go traveling, meet movie stars. I met Colin Farrell, which was like a dream come true. <laughs> and um, but then I then one day we all got called in to let's all go meet down the street at um, the hotel and we're going to have a group brainstorming session. So you go into the room. Is this code for something? This was code for something, but we didn't know it was code for something. And so it was basically, so myself and about 30 other people were laid off. Ouch. And basically we were given a, uh, a taxi chit and our papers and we're standing out on the sidewalk and we're like, what's just happening here? Wow. Um, yeah, it was crazy. But in the meantime, so... Uh, what happened was I had a really crappy year. In the same year, there was three Mack trucks that hit me. So it was the one losing my job. Uh, what I didn't mention was earlier is that my mother got diagnosed with breast cancer. So we went through that with the, with the mastectomy. She went through chemo treatments. So she went through a year of treatments. And then I was ready to buy, you know, a condo in Yorkville. And then two months later, my, and my parents also found a fabulous, beautiful home in Niagara-on-the-Lake that they were going to move to. And then two months later, my dad had a massive heart attack and passed away. Oh, my gosh. And so it just turned our world upside down, completely unexpected. So all, I mean, I, I lost, my family blew apart. My mom was sick. My dad was gone. I lost my job. And with my job, I also lost my social life and my identity. And people who I thought were my friends were really not my friends. They're my work friends, which is a different thing. A completely different thing. <laughs> but you said Mack trucks hit you. I mean, I can't even imagine um, that must have been a very trying time. And it's it's not surprising that that turnaround, that moment of, you know, that contemplation and that tragedy and that the challenge that you faced um, ended up creating an opportunity somewhere else. And it, it, it sounds like that might have been a bit of a turning point. Yes, uh, it was. It was. So Christmas was coming up and uh, we were like the Griswolds. We had lots of great family traditions. And without my dad, Christmas just wouldn't be the same. So my mom had said, call the cruise line. We're going on a cruise. I'm like, okay. Called the cruise line, hung up. Then all of a sudden the girl in me was like, oh, I got to be in a bikini in two weeks. What am I going <laughs> to do? And I remembered this yoga studio here in Port Credit. And I was always very curious. And I, I used to go in several times. I would pick up a brochure. I would get a tour. And I was so intimidated by it because I thought, I'm not going to know the moves. They're going to be speaking a completely different language. I'm going to be the dork at the back of the room. <laughs> You're right. nodding like that's kind right. of how you might feel too. I feel exactly the same way. I think, you know, all these recommendations that I should be doing yoga and for anybody that I know that does practice, um, it sounds like I have to. However, there's a, a massive, you know, sh um, I guess... Uh, wall that gets put up where you don't feel like you have enough knowledge to participate and would you be that person in the back of the room mm -hmm. and then you know like do I really fit in is this something I want to be part of and you don't know enough about it and that's why I think this discussion and discussions like this can help people recognize that this might be a piece for them mm -hmm. um, and it might be something completely off the wall and not what they want or are looking for but at least we can have conversations around that you know yeah. and 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 I, I, I kind of felt like what you're describing. Yeah, it's incre it's incredibly intimidating. It really is. But I went in and I signed up for their uh, introductory special and I went every single day. Some days I went twice a day. And what it gave me was, it gave me that sense of community, that sense of purpose mm -hmm. that I was missing. And, you know, after the two weeks we came, you know, I came back from the cruise, I signed up for a year-long membership. And then what I found was I was seeing the same people every day. And we were rolling our mats out next to each other. And we were encouraging people. And we may not have known each other's last names. We didn't go out for wine after. Mm -hmm. But it was that supportive community that was so welcoming. And I didn't feel like the dork at the back of the room. And what I found out was yoga is really like the hokey pokey. You put your right hand here. You put your left <laughs> hand here. You bend your knee. And then you're in the pose. It's very, very explicit in their instructions. So uh, you don't need to know Sanskrit. You don't need to know the postures names. And right. so it's, it, it, it became very accessible. Well, that's, that's good news. That's encouraging. Yeah. And so how does this new love and passion and this diversion from the world that, you know, that you'd just gone through, how does that turn into a career in yoga? So I remember I used to lie on my mat in that yoga studio and I used to think, what would I do if this place was mine? And I always wanted to open my own business and I never knew what it was going to be. I knew it wanted it to be something positive that brought joy to people's lives. Either it was a cupcake shop 
or, <laughs> you know, a, a, any of the other beautiful shops here in Port Credit that bring so much joy to people's lives and having that community feel, getting to know the people. And then an opportunity came. The owner of that studio had come to me and said, I don't know what you do, but you're here every day. My lease is up. I'm moving on. Is this something you're interested in? My gosh. I'm like, oh, okay, sweet. <laughs> so we negotiated for, for, you know, three months. I did all the planning, business planning, did everything, did all my homework, and then everything fell through. And the landlord decided to put the building up for sale. And I'm like, okay, I guess this is not working, but I've done all this work. So I started looking for more spaces here in Port Credit. And I was about to sign in a, an expensive mall here in Port Credit. The rent was high. The leasehold improvements were really high. And I just, I just got cold feet. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And in the meantime, a good friend of mine had said to me, you know, you've done all this work. Have you ever thought about doing an MBA? I'm like, no, you're crazy. I'm too old. It's too much money. It's too late. I'm not going back to school. You're nuts. He's like, just try, test, tr you know, uh, indulge me, mm -hmm. go to the information sessions. I'm like, okay, just to shut you up. I'm going to go to the information sessions. And when I went, I'm like, Ooh, I think this is something that I'm interested in. It was something that my dad always wanted me to do. And, um, and so I, next thing you know, I got invited to, to apply and, and do all the interviews. And next thing you know, holy crap, I got in. Wow. <laughs> and I got into all the schools that I applied for. And the one that I never thought I had a shot of was the kellogg Schulich program. So it's a joint program with um, in Northwestern in Chicago at, uh, at Northwestern University at the Kellogg School of Business. And it was an international BA where you, or, uh, MBA where you traveled all around the world. So I traveled back and forth to Chicago. I went to Brazil. I went to Germany, Hong Kong. I went all over the world learning some incredible things. It was an incredible experience. Wow. And um, in the same week that I got accepted, the landlord came back to me and said, you know what? We decided not to sell. It's yours if you want it. <laughs> You're kidding me. So it all happened all at once right at Christmas time. I was starting school in a month. And I'm like, okay, buckle up. Here we go. <laughs> And so you did school in tandem with yes. opening a business? Yes, yes. Wow. Yep. I mean, that in itself, opening a business is demanding enough, no less a business that you're not entirely familiar with and had no traction in before. Yes. And <laughs> even to that point, being an independent business owner, that's a huge step. And then add to it school. School that I'm traveling. So I'm not even here in Toronto every week. I'm traveling every second week. Sometimes when we went to overseas, we were gone for two, three weeks at a time. And Thanks. so it was just incredible. I'm very fortunate. I have a, an awesome business partner. <laughs> and, um, and she wasn't the original one that I had. So like good, all, everything happens for a reason. And I always say, you know, these roadblocks and these turns in the road and these things, obstacles that come in your way. And you're so devastated at the time. But I think they're protecting you. And they're protecting you from the things that aren't meant for you, the people that aren't meant for you, the situations that aren't meant for you. And it brings you to a, a better place. And I think that's what happened. Because if I got everything I wanted right away... I would have never done my MBA. Right. I would have never had the awesome business partner that I have. And I wouldn't have had these incredible experiences. I love that thinking because I live in that mindset too, where um, as challenging it is not to get what you want or you have your hopes set. Um, and this is also, this is very, anybody listening can recognize that there's been moments in their lives where it, it just was supposed to be. And then it wasn't. And it was pulled out from underneath you. It could be the loss of a loved one. It could be the loss of a job. In your case, you had them all hit within a short period of time. So those moments um, when they they uh, they deliver tragedy and upset and pain, if, if you can break through and recognize that, in fact, your point, they're there for a reason. And I know that's cliche. And I hate the idea of just saying that because people say it, but you know, maybe it is a protection and maybe it is a guidance and it's beyond your control. And I like to look at it like that because quite honestly, I don't have another choice. If I look at it the other way, then I'm stuck in the, the you know, the sorrow and the upset and the frustration and that's just not productive. Um, so I look at it like, well, as hard as that was, I'll take my moments, my lumps, my morning, and then you move on. Right. And you find you find what that next piece of guidance would have been or should be. And I think that at this time in my life, um, I'm coming into that space where mind, body and soul, all of these things need to connect somehow. And I think I've done a fairly I don't know if I'm being measured, but I did a fairly good job of being mindful of, you know, how I interact with people and how I perform. And, you know, and I'm looking a little bit more into myself and is there more that I can do for me? I mean, I'm 
I'm, I definitely could lose some weight. I could become more healthy when it comes to food intake. Um, I, can, I can definitely fill my mind with thoughts that help me move the day forward with positivity and joy and guidance. And I've been doing a lot of that lately. And, um, and so I think that when I hear your story of all these things converging, you know, at a time when it was very challenging, trying, mm -hmm. then, um, and I see that, that there was all these things put in front of you that could create positivity. I mean, how long did you overlap uh, and do all of these things at once? Um, all this happened all within a year. Wow. Yeah, all within a year. So it was a, it was fast. <laughs> and when I found out about um, getting into school, it was the beginning of December. And uh, school was starting right after the new year. Wow. Yeah. And so you did a year. You traveled. You're having the time of your life. You started a new business. You had a partner. Um, you were personally connected to the practice of yoga. Mm -hmm. um, so what made you stay on the course of owning a business as opposed to pursuing the other side of the career? I think what happened was, I mean, it was just circumstances that fell into my lap. It was nothing I went searching for. It was just literally presented in my lap. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is an opportunity here. Maybe I'll give it a try. I mean, the the name of our business is called Yoga 7. And, and how we came up with the name is I think there's, there's seven things that begin with the letter F that I think that you can learn on your yoga mat that you can also take out into your real life. And one of them is fearlessness. Mm. And, and I think that's one of the things that's always stopped me is, you know, it's the fear, fear of, of ops. It's a fear of, you know, not doing well. It's the fear of failure. Fear it's the failure. fear of, fear of, fear of success yes. as well. Yes. Um, you know, what if this actually happens, you know, but it stops us from, from doing the things that are, you know, that we've always dreamt of. Like, have you, people who've always wanted to write a book, people have always wanted to take up painting or learn piano or all these things, or even approach, you know, the cute guy at Starbucks, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. you know, to, to all these, this fear of failure, like, what is it holding you back from? And I know myself in business as well. Like it's, it's, I, I, I have issues with confidence. I'm not, I mean, okay, I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit it, but even no. in school, you know, I found it very intimidating. This was a room full of incredibly smart people and the best of the best professors. I was terrified of putting up my hand in class. I knew the answer, but I was terrified of putting myself out there and putting up my hand, you know, even in business situations, you know, stepping forward and, and, and taking the chance. But if we don't take a chance, we never know what great things could happen. Yeah. Fear is a, uh it's paralyzing. It is paralyzing. It, it can be. And, you know, I often talked about the fear of failure um, and perfection being a fear of failing, you know? So there's this whole connection about how we approach things and what our mind says about what we're doing and how it's, it's translating to the world and what it stops you from doing. I mean, standing up in front of a group or being part of a conversation, a discussion, and not having that confidence mm -hmm. comes from that moment of fear. So that's one of the, uh, the F's. That's one of the F's. <laughs> what else do we got? Uh, what else we have? We have another one is called foundation. And um, how I came up with foundation is in any yoga pose, you need a strong foundation. If you've ever seen, you know, a, a yogurt commercial, you'll yes. see someone in tree pose and you're standing on one foot and you have to have that firm foundation. But you also need a firm foundation, as you know, in building your business. And as we've learned through COVID and through everything that we've both been through, if we didn't have a strong foundation, you know, even with yourself, with your incredible team that's working here with you at Cabin and your incredible team in your other business, if you didn't have that firm foundation, nothing's where would you, possible. Nothing's possible. Mm -hmm. And even in, in your family life and, and everything that you do, and you think of it as a garden, you know, you fertilize the garden, you water the garden, you pull the weeds from the garden. I mean, otherwise, if you don't have that foundation, you're not going to have that beautiful big oak tree or the beautiful flowers in your garden. Great. So that's something that I that I firmly believe in. Even things like a morning ritual. I know yourself. Mm -hmm. I follow you on Instagram. Thank <laughs> and you. I see you with your beautiful puppies and you go out in the morning and, and watch the sunrise. And and I, I think that's part of your new morning routine. It sure is. Um, if ever before it was, in you know, infrequent, it happened... When I knew it was important, I was always drawn to doing something around sunrise. So I found myself taking the best opportunities on vacations where you could really just not worry about what the day had ahead of it and mm -hmm. you get up early and you do this routine and it paid me back so, so dearly. It was like, 
you know, he recognized that you, you won the big door prize that day and you get to do it again tomorrow. And then that routine starts to set in. And once you start doing something for upwards of two weeks, then that becomes habit forming. Right. And if you can continue without letting the world interrupt and come back into, you know, be a, a disruption, then great. Yes. Really good. So yes, routine, I think is really important. That foundation you're talking about. That foundation, like I said, having that morning routine, making sure you have a good breakfast, making sure you get lots of good sleep, drinking water, right. you know, at, exercising, whatever it could be, not maybe not yoga, but like I said, one of the best things you can do for yourself is get a dog because it's going to force you to get right. out there and walk. Right. Um, and just all of, all of those things that we need to, to start our day. And even one thing that I do is I try to, I, in my password, you know, how many times do you log on to your laptop? Change the password on your laptop to something positive. At least you're, you know, doing something positive every day as you, as you key in your password. It's funny you say that <laughs> because I had this mindset for a while, a long while ago, where it was, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was changing the password and I thought I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to identify with something that was important at the time. And that was when business wasn't going as well as it could have. So I, my password was money in. I've changed all my passwords since then. <laughs> but money in, money in was what I put in there. Every time I logged in, nope. I was, you know, okay, the money in, money in. Because you can't help but think about it. And then if you are talking about manifestation and you're creating this space for it to happen, then I don't know if I can suggest that that password ended up creating that space for money but hey I didn't do so bad yeah <laughs> at the end of the day I mean um so I like that I like that thinking yeah it foundation sets, it sets that mindset too yeah. even things like your social media and the media you consume there's so much noise out there right now and think about what you're consuming every day yes and are you following people that don't make you feel good about yourself or just don't bring you joy that's exactly where I'm at. I love that you, that you think about that because as I'm watching my kids watch TV, I don't watch very much TV at all, but, you know, occasionally I'll just pop in and just to spend some time with whatever they're doing socially. And I can't, I can't consume that content. I just look at it and whether it's the housewives of something or the million dollar or whatever, CNN. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Even the news, like it's just overwhelming in a lot of, a lot of cases where, it's like if I've got half an hour to put something into my brain. Right. When I was a kid, we used to put the love boat in there or happy days or, you know, this next sitcom that helped us all kind of steer in a path together that meant that we were all some way connected to this lifestyle that might have been completely fictitious to a lot of people, but aspirational to some. And the point was, is that we were all following the same narrative. And so it wasn't like you could go and, you know, watch 500 other different programs at the same time and be very specific about what you got and what you fed yourself. Now I've got that opportunity and choice. Uh, I don't have to follow that path and the love boat and Captain Steubing and all those just don't <laughs> play a part in my world. But when I see my kids consuming content or, you know, even, even Tammy, um, I just, I, I can't help but wonder, and this is not me trying to, I'm trying not to judge, but I look at it and go, Why? Why do you why do you want to put that in there? Why do you allow that? And you know, a lot of it is just because I don't want to think about anything for a minute. I just want some time away from it all. And this is my little escape. And I get to see somebody else's world, crazy, good, bad. You know, I mean, forever the number one show was what was his name? The the talk show guy that had everybody fighting all the time. Oh, Maury Povich? Yes, Maury Povich. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's where we filled ourselves with. And that's where, you know, that consumption ends up creating this understanding of how we operate. So if you've given, if you've given yourself the choice of what you're going to consume, then why not make it something that, if not thought-provoking, maybe you need to shut off, then at least, you know ethereal or entertaining or just like to the point where it's it's going to lift you and not watch you not watch have you watching somebody fight with their family about their inheritance like a, yeah. it blows my mind yeah think what you could do with those you know half hour could you have read an interesting book could you have listened to the staying alive podcast yeah, there we you go. know <laughs> like is there something more uplifting that you could have filled your cup with right and that you come away with i mean something that i got into um during the lockdown is i discovered uh corsica amazing which is amazing there's all these incredible uh courses on there to learn the, from these incredible universities all around the world i mean the one that i think that you might be interested in one it's called i think it's called the 
um, the science of wellness, the science of well-being. Okay. And it's the top course offered by Yale University. And this, there was a huge, huge waiting list to get into this course. And the professor decided to offer it for free. Free. And so it's it's incredible. So I encourage everyone out there, check it out, because there's like so much great content out there that you can listen to and, and and learn from and just come away with more positive. Well, that's the thing, too. Now we're we're being bombarded with online resources, which is good. It's excellent, as a matter of fact. You can be you can be taking a master class for nothing mm -hmm. because it's been offered or for very little. And now I find like I've got consumption overload. You know, where right. I'm flipping uh, emails to somebody on my team, you know, saying, make sure I'm signed up for this, make sure I'm in this meeting. And, you know, as my my calendar is is full to begin with, I'm now, I'm now finding these points in the day where I really just want to listen and absorb and concentrate, but I can't because I've got another meeting in an hour. And so right. I can't really take it in the way I want to. Right. Um, but I love the fact that the resources are available. And if you've got the luxury of time, mm -hmm. then your advice is well heard. Like, yeah. just get online and find something that is maybe a burning passion that you've never been able to pursue because your condition or circumstance before this wouldn't allow it. Now it does. I think you just need to explore what's available out yeah. there. Yeah, It's funny, something that you, you mentioned about spending so much time online and all, all these courses. I mean, I'm sure you're in Zoom meetings. All day. All day, every day. And one of the things when we first started Yoga 7 is we wanted to create this cheers bar, this place where everybody knows your name, like a place here, like cabin. You come in, people know your name. Would you like a cappuccino? Would you like this? You know, how's your, how was your daughter's, you know, dance practice? How did, mm -hmm. or a dance recital? How did that go? Your son had the big hockey tournament. And that's something that we tried to create. And now that we've had to move to a virtual studio, um, we're really struggling on how to capture that. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. I want to find out about that. I want to get into that space, um, but I also want to know the last uh, Fs. Oh, okay. We yes. have lots of Fs. <laughs> yes. Let's keep, let's do Fs, and then I want to know how we how we transition from this bustling studio in a in a small community because there are thousands of bustling studios in small communities all around the world, and there's a lot of people that um, are tuning into the podcast that aren't from Poor Credit, mm -hmm. so they don't get a chance to see how incredible some of these shops are. Yours was one of them. Uh, even in both locations that you ended up having there, and then you ended up moving that online. But let's reserve that okay. for after our Fs. After our Fs. <laughs> Give me some more Fs. Ooh, the intrigue. You can imagine what the other Fs are. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if one of them's not funky, I'm out. Oh, oh yes. Okay, so we've already had foundation. Yes. Um, flexibility is one of them as well. I mean, we always think about yoga as being those like the yogurt commercials, you're in that pretzel pose, standing on the edge of a mountain, right. you know, yes. chanting home. But, you know, yoga is so much more than those crazy postures. I mean, you want to stay flexible because you want to stay healthy. You want to stay limber. You want to be able to play with your grandchildren, play with your children, get down on the ground and play with your dogs, shovel snow in the winter. So it's all about that as well. It's, right. it's keeping your body healthy and, 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 um, I was going to say moist, but <laughs> moist is the wrong word. I'm thinking of Justin Trudeau when we're limber and um, yeah, that was terrible. You got that out. <laughs> um, yes. So flexibility is so much more than that. But flexibility, again, is also like we were saying, is being open to change. I mean, if anything, 2020 has taught us is that nothing is for certain. Nothing's for certain. Nothing anymore. is for certain. Yeah. I mean, everything can change. I mean, your job, your relationships, your health, I mean, everything can change. And so to be open to those changes and be okay with them and lean into them yeah. is also part of yoga as well. That's great. That really makes me excited about the notion of doing this because every one of your F's so far has uh, been a metaphor for something in your life. It's not just about the practice. But if at, if at the groundwork, all these Fs come into play, um, you can quickly see how you can pull them into your real life that may not be evolved around yoga. Well, that's what I say. I always say to people, if people are like, yoga is not for me because they think, you know, I'm not, I'm not young enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not flexible enough. I'm not this. I'm not this. I'm not this. But yoga is not exercise. Yoga is a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So that's the difference. Yes. And, and I think that's something that I really try to get across from, to people. It is a lifestyle. It's a different way of thinking. And you really don't have to put your foot behind your head. That's right. not the goal. Well, and, and in preparing for, for the podcast, I wanted to learn a little bit more about the history of yoga and, you know, why it's been so important and prevalent in Western society when, in fact, it came from 
uh, places outside of North America. Um, and it's in and around 5,000 years old. And most of the content that I, that I took in was around the idea that the Western version of yoga is only a small sliver of really what the full intention and the experience has to be. And it's not simply about the poses and, and how it was structured after it kind of started developing. It was, it's more about that whole mindset and, and how you approach things in life, your full body and not just the exercise or the, the movement part of this, but how you eat and how you speak and how you have clarity and you have time in your mind. And like that to me is really very interesting. I think that's one of my, why I'm most excited about exploring because it, it goes into the mind yeah. Uh, the physical side of it, of course, I, I'm going to improve all that. I'm going to I'm going to jump into this. I'm going to see those improvements. I'm going to recognize that my body's moving differently because once you start, then you you get the benefits of that. And right. I do want to I want to play with the dogs and the kids, and I want to shovel the driveway without yeah. pain. And yeah. right now, walking up the stairs is already challenging. <laughs> so, I mean, they're saying like by I think by the year 2051, one in four Canadians is going to be the age of 65 or older. Wow. I mean, and one of the things we have to worry about for their aging population is falls. And, and yoga also, there's a lot of balancing postures, and which will also help you, you know, when it gets icy, when it gets set, to help be able to catch yourself and maintain your balance. You know, another thing is obesity and diabetes is also, right. I mean, it's putting such a huge strain on our, on our healthcare system. So we have to think about these things. And like I said, if fitness, do we go to fit? We are talking about fitness. We're That's not one fitness of the Fs. You, um, <laughs> um, you know, I'd love for everybody to come out and try yoga. But if you're not going to do yoga, get out there and dance, walk, cycle. I mean, I got a bike this summer. I, this is like the best thing ever. I've wanted a bike for so long. I have a nice bike with a little red basket. And it's, it's been the best thing during this summer. So get out there and ride a bike or, yeah. or try anything. Just do anything, you know. Anything's better than nothing. Anything's better than nothing. Get out there and move. It's so important. So it's so important. Good, good. So I think we're through four Fs. I mean, we got uh, we're, we're, we got foundation. We got fearlessness. We have fitness. Yes. Um, flexibility. Flexibility. And one of the other ones, which I find very important, which I think you're going to be keenly interested in, is focus. Yes. And as an entrepreneur, I know yourself, probably just like me, you're pulled in a million different directions. Like you just said, you know, your calendar is so full. Full. And also we're inundated with, you know, toxic media these days with Instagram, with all these outside noise. Yes. And in yoga, there's one of the things we talked about tree pose earlier. One of the things in balancing postures that you'll hear your yoga teacher mention is to find your drishti. And your drishti is that one spot that's not moving, something you can focus on, almost like your lighthouse. Okay. And so once you focus on that spot, that's going to help you balance better and be able to stand on your foot and do these crazy postures. But also in life, think about what is your drishti? Like, what is your lighthouse? What is that one guiding force that helps you maintain your focus? And whether that be prayer or meditation or going for a walk or any of those things, think about what that is. And I remember when Hillary Clinton, in her memoir, after the you know devastating loss that she had in the election, she said one of the things that helped her was yogic breathing and Chardonnay. And Chardonnay. <laughs> What a combination. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's one of the things too. And it's something so simple. I mean, we're doing it right now. It's our breath. It's something so accessible that you can do anytime. Well, I have a good friend that is on me all the time about breathing. She's, uh, she talks about the importance, about the balance, about how it aligns you and, and how, how essential it is and how far we've removed ourselves from really truly breathing the way we need to and should. So uh, I'm interested in that as well. I want to see how that all comes to life. Would you be interested in trying one with me now? Now? Yeah. Well, hey, listen, we're here. Let's do it. Would you be interested? Yes. Yeah, is, is this going to be a half hour session? Cause, no. Okay, that's good. Five minutes? Five minutes is great. Five minutes. Five, it's, all, it's all it takes is five minutes. So when people say they don't have time, you can. it's five minutes. So. Five minutes. I'm very interested. Let's okay. do this. Okay. So we're going to begin. So I'm just going to ask you to sit comfortably. You're yes. in a nice, comfortable seat. Okay. And just... Keep your eyes open, but with a bit of a soft focus to start. Okay. And I want you to take a big inhale through your nose. And I want you to let it all go through your mouth. <sighs> and then gently closing your eyes. 
and enjoy the feeling of nothing to do. There's nowhere else to be, to just pause. And notice the contact of your body on your chair, your feet on the floor, your hands and your arms resting on your legs. Noticing the rising and falling sensation of your breath. And feeling a sense of relaxation beginning to spread down from the top of your scalp like butter melting on hot toast. Allowing your cheeks and your jaw to soften. Your lips are touching but not touching. And separating your teeth and removing your tongue away from the roof of your mouth. And invite this peaceful feeling to flow down your neck and deep into the muscles of your shoulders, soothing and relaxing. And just breathe. And allow this peaceful feeling to flow through your arms, relaxing and soothing all the way down to the tips of your fingers. And as your body relaxes, your mind relaxes and your thoughts become weightless. And don't try to stop your thoughts. Just allow them to float by like clouds in the sky. And with compassion, keep returning your attention to your breath, methodically going in and out. Inhale through the nose, and exhale through the nose. Inhales and exhales. And I want you to start to allow your breath to come back to its natural rhythm. Bringing the attention back to your body on your chair, to the space around you. Continuing to breathe slowly and gently and peacefully. And continuing on, inhales and exhales. And know that this peace is always available to you. It's only a breath away. And gently open your eyes when you're ready. That was great. And I'll tell you why. The whole, you could feel the body slowly kind of just melt. You know, my shoulders kind of went down when you said my face and my, my mouth or whatever, and that opened up a little bit. That went down. And then, of course, uh, I'm breathing and I'm listening and I'm thinking, you sound like that woman on calm.com. <laughs> you could actually make a career out of that. <laughs> I feel like I'm ready to go to bed and I'm turning on, I'm plugging in, and I'm listening to, you know, that story before you end up calling it a night. It was incredible. Oh, good. Yeah, it was really good. Soothing, very soothing. And then I couldn't help but in the middle of it recognize that, I got a presentation due tomorrow. <laughs> and then there How was long is she going to go on for? <laughs> there, was, there was something else that came up where I was distracted and I thought, no, damn, you got to concentrate. And then you said, let your thoughts float freely like clouds. Yeah. And so it was okay that those thoughts were there and they just kind of went past me and, and I went back into breathing. So, I mean, I could see where more of this on a frequent frequency would really benefit, you know, that calming effect because just like when you get out of a nice massage, you don't want to move for minutes afterwards. Yep. You're just like, okay, I'm just going to sit here because this is the best feeling I've ever had. <laughs> that similar, you know, vibe or vibration was happening here. But that's the power of your breath. That's breath. accessible to you anytime. If you're in traffic and someone cuts you off, just take a deep breath and that feeling of release when you let it go through your mouth and make it audible. Yes. <laughs> let yes. it go. Let it go. And it's, yeah. yeah, so it's always there. And like you mentioned, the Calm app. I mean, there's all these resources that are available to people. There's the Calm app. There's Headspace. There's also a new one that I was just introduced to. It's called Balance. And they're offering a one-year free subscription to anybody until the end of November. So so check out the Balance app, too. So that's free to anybody. Well, that's great. At the end of the, of the show, every time we have a guest on, I always say, can you give me a piece of technology, a, a website, an app that has changed your life and you think people can't live without. So I think you've just given us like three and we're not even at the end of the show. <laughs> I got more. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's quite, I think it could be powerful. I think the biggest challenge in anybody facing going into either meditation or yoga or mindfulness is that 
A, they feel like they're time starved because we are. Right. Um, and you you don't know what you don't know. So am I making space for something that I'm going to A, feel uncomfortable with? It's not really me. Do I have to wear tights? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, am I going to flatulate in the middle of a session because everybody tells you that you do? Yeah. So, but the bonus is everyone's at home now, so right. don't so worry about it. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's a different space altogether. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that there's there's a whole bunch of reasons why we just don't make it a priority, and that's not unlike going to the gym. The hardest part, apparently about going to the gym it's is going there. to the gym. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, you're into it and you feel yeah. great. And that's just like me with my 5 a.m. When I'm doing that, you know, I'm fearless. I'm unstoppable. I feel like, you know, if I didn't do it, I missed out today. Mm-hmm. And then then all of a sudden that habit forming, you know, tendency that we have ends up driving you to do more of what you love. Right. You know? And there's so many people have said to me, oh, I've tried yoga. It's not for me. I hate it. Well, try a different teacher. Try a different method. Good Same idea. with meditation. I mean, there's so many different kinds of meditation. It could be a guided meditation like I just uh, guided you through. It could also be just listening to mindful music. It could be um, a walking meditation. Like when you go out and take your dog for a walk and sunrise, that's moving meditation. Right, yeah. You know, eating, eating a delicious piece of chocolate and savoring every moment of it without any distractions. That's meditation. That's great. So it can be anything, just breathing. Yeah. And like I said, allow those thoughts to come through because you're never going to clear your mind of thoughts. Those thoughts are going to come. But like I said, you know, think about the clouds moving through or a bird flying in, perching on a branch. It stays, Mm -hmm. it flies away. Mm -hmm. That's great. I hope when um, the listeners were were going through that, I hope they they had a chance to do exactly what I did. I hope so. And if if you didn't, then I'd say you know rewind a little bit and and try that because I'm going to um, just to see how that makes you feel. You know, because there's not a chance that it doesn't have some effect. It has to have some effect because it gives you that moment. Even if it's a moment, it's different than that whole energy that we had before that, mm-hmm. you know, and I mm-hmm. can feel the difference now too. Yeah, for so, sure. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. What else do we need to know what, about yoga? What else do we need to be about yoga? Um, like, I, like I said, I, I, I said, I encourage people to try it. I mean, I'm going to finish my, my Fs if you don't mind, but uh, we no, have yeah. our friendship and our, our friendship and family, okay. which is another big part of it, which yes. is that com- camaraderie that, that I, again, like I told you, which I'm a little bit struggling with now is everyone's feeling so isolated right now. Yeah. And I know I confided in you before we started, I'm feeling isolated and lonely now too. Um, my mother had recently, uh, her cancer has come back this summer. Oh, and no, so sorry. she had gone through, thank you, Louie. She had gone through chemo treatments and another surgery this summer. And, um, you know, her hair is starting to grow back now and she's, you know, on the men. But again, that also meant that I had to be so careful. I could not go out of the house and interact with other people because her immune system was so low. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't bring anything else home. And um, so I'm also feeling this sense of, because that, that yoga studio was my, my, you know, that was my drishti. That was my lighthouse. And without having that community, I mean, we're, we're social creatures. I mean, how much fun is it to be at a Blue Jay game and everyone doing the wave or being at your favorite concert, singing with everybody in unison or being at church, singing your favorite hymn with your, your fellow churchgoers. I mean, we're missing that part. Yeah, that's a challenge. I know that, you know, I'm fortunate in that there's five people in my household uh, and then uh, that's... That's company and comfort and conversations, and not everybody gets a chance to have that. I have a lot of friends that are single and live by themselves, and so we need some kind of support system. We need that, you know, that that help and that connection because that isolation can be very very uh trying very trying mm-hmm. very trying but i i'm sure yourself too with this family time i mean have you brought out the board games have you done all the the, the stuff that you did as a kid we did a lot of things that my family doesn't normally do yeah we don't do board games very well no what I, do you do yeah well we actually we play a lot of cards oh do you yeah we play cards and you know the the coolest part of of all of our connections is that the, the conversations have been very rich they're they're real conversations like i'm talking to young adults now and that that's been a shift because I knew that they were all growing up and you see them and you watch them but when you're having conversations about things that they're deeply interested in they're curious and I'm interested in Mm -hmm. like it's like we've got new adults in our world or, or new humans to connect with and as they're growing and evolving so are we and so you know um 
I'm always of the mindset, not always should you force something that organically it's going to happen. So when we tried to pull out the board games and they didn't work, <laughs> you just recognize like, okay, this is not the best idea yeah. for us, yeah. you know, but playing cards or, yeah. or connecting socially. Yeah, and then, connecting socially is so vitally important, isn't it? It's It's been everything. It's kept yeah. us going. I mean, yeah. that and TikTok for me, I mean, <laughs> I went down the rabbit hole far too many times and that's where, again, so I could be criticized for what I'm filling myself um with for content compared to what my kids are and there might be a you know a, a relationship to whether somebody finds that valuable in the content or not for me it was pure entertainment it was a checkout moment so I guess I can I can understand where they come from I really can um, but it also encouraged me to do something and so I created characters I created Tammy Tammy you know which <laughs> I've tortured my poor wife over the course of COVID with all these jokes and these you know, bad, really bad jokes, dad jokes that should never be told by anybody. Yeah. But I got away with it. Yeah. I'm still alive. Uh, it also encouraged me to go out and take action and do family dance moves. And we were, you know, we were dancing in the middle of our street. That's amazing. It was, you know, what's so cool about that is that so many people, whether they were walking by or they lived in the apartment across the street, they would stop and they would cheer. Mm. And, you know, when one of my girls was like, Dad, I hate doing this. I don't want to do it. I'm going, like, just do it for me. Please just do it for me. And then all of the the punching and the screaming and the fighting on the way there <laughs> was completely gone the moment we started dancing. And there was happiness. And, there yeah. was, and then all of a sudden she became the choreographer. And... Then when you recognize that we just infected a whole family's life that walked down the street, they stopped, they watched, they cheered us on, they smiled. Like, that's what we sowed. We needed it as much as they did, you know. And all of a sudden, when I had a chance to say, you see, look what we just did. If we didn't do this, we wouldn't have had the chance to spread that. Right. And we spread it. And we, do you feel good? And, you know, they would all joke and laugh and say <laughs> that they did, but, you know, begrudgingly. Yeah, but they did. But that brings me to my seventh F, fun, funky. You got to have there fun in go. life, right? You have to have fun. Yeah, that's you have a to make that You have to make that time for it. You really do. Yeah, I think there's a balance in all of that. All of the Fs that you described, again, I think that you could you could easily put them into your personal life. It's not just about yoga, but if, if somehow yoga brings those to a head and you look at them as, let's say, the operating principles of why you're doing it, how you're doing it, and what it's going to remind you to do in your, in your life outside of doing a pose here and there, that's pretty powerful. Yeah, it's powerful. I mean, I remember I I was always a very fearful kid. I didn't like trying new things. I, I was never in gymnastics or doing anything like that. I did my first handstand or doing all these crazy things with the support of a teacher. It was so exhilarating. I, I felt so. like a kid. Like I remember coming up, I'm like, did anybody see that? Did anybody <laughs> see that? It was just so much fun. And it brings that childlike sense of fun again. It's not serious. I always tell people it's just yoga. It's just yoga. It's just yoga. Like, have fun with it. And there's so many resources out there. I mean, I would love for everybody to come and try classes here at Yoga 7. I mean, I'd love to offer your listeners a two-week uh, free trial to come give us a try, which we we'll, can give out um, a promo code, Staying Alive. Oh, good. That's yeah, great. I would love to offer you that. But again, there's also, there's great YouTube videos out there. There's all kinds of fantastic resources. I mean, do your research. Try things. Because if you try it and you don't like it, it could be just that instructor doesn't resonate mm -hmm. with you, that style doesn't resonate you. Like, give it a try. There's so, so many different yeah, things. I love that. And thanks for the offer. I think if anybody can take advantage of that, given that it's online, you don't have to be local at all. And that can be far reaching. So we'll tee all that up at the end. Yeah. But And that's a really cool offer. Thank you. Um, but I was wondering, like, I mean, is it is it as simple as me going on YouTube and finding the courses and going through that guided tutorial that I do every time I can't figure out how to use Excel? Yeah. You know, and, and <laughs> or is there is there a value and benefit to doing it live in an interactive environment like uh, like an online Zoom um, yoga course? What's what is your opinion on that? I think there's benefits to both. Um, I mean, we can get into how our business model shifted, but um, we're offering live streaming classes. So they're via Zoom. So the teacher can see you. And so there's also it's that camaraderie. I mean, you get mm. to see other people there. I mean, you have the choice of turning your video off when the class starts. I encourage people to keep it on because yes. no one's watching you. No one 
no one cares what you're doing or if you look silly. They're more focused on what they're doing. Yes. I mean, it's the same if you do it in a live, in-person environment. I mean, we're, we're investigating ways. Hopefully, I think now we're able to offer in-person classes. We're trying to find some space. And I always tell people, like, don't worry what other people are doing on their mat. They don't care what, you, what you're doing. That's they great. really don't. But again, there's also a benefit of doing, you know, other you know, video classes on demand because you can find ones 10 minutes, 30 minutes, mm -hmm. 60 minutes. You can find one if you have tight hips, something focusing on tight hips, or if you have tight shoulders, or if you're at work at your desk, you just want to stretch out your wrists. There's so much out there. Well, I'm looking forward to starting and I've made the commitment. I'm going live with this. <laughs> I'm starting this week. So I'm going to join in a yoga seven um, course. And then what I'd love to do is along the way, report back on the progress and how it's made me feel. I'm most interested, like, is there something that, you know, after a beginner comes in, a newbie comes in and they've taken a couple of courses, is there kind of like a common story that they come back with? Like I know when people come into cabin or any one of my shops after a certain amount of time and that comfort, they come and let us know or let one of my team members know that this is how they feel. Uh, coming into our shop and that's a, an extraordinary you know experience for us because they're going out of their way to express like their love and affection for what you've done so what kind of uh like responses does a newbie come back to you with i mean how does it make them feel i think what's interesting to me when i've seen over the course of the six years that i've been operating uh, the yoga seven is that people start to come in again they start with the fear they have no idea what's going on or what to expect. And, you know, they're on their mat and they're looking at other people and they're not quite sure. But like I said, it's like the hokey pokey. You literally, the teacher will say, put your right foot here, left foot here. And at the beginning, they're more more worried about, am I doing this right? Am I do, do I look okay? Am I doing this right? And then it starts to shift on how does this feel in my body for me? And starting to adapt that for them. And then it starts to, you know, as the time goes on, it starts not to become about the physical. It starts to become more about the mindful. Right. And they become a little bit more curious about maybe the philosophy or what about this, going deeper in this, maybe taking different workshops or exploring different, you know, master yogi teachers. And like I said, the benefit now of online is that we have, we can access these incredible teachers all over the world without getting on a plane and going to Sri Lanka or, or going wherever. So that's what I find. I find people come out, they're start off by, they're scared, they're unsure, they're curious, you know, and then the physical, and then they start to wonder, you know, how to do the pose, am I doing this correctly, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I get that. I, um, so that's cool. I mean, is there any one kind of person or is this, like, is it cover the gamut uh, for age groups, you know, um, uh, personalities like, Who's coming in to take yoga classes? You know, people. there's a wide range of people. I mean, we have teenagers come in because, you know, their parents are either telling them that it's good for them and the parents are making them to come in or, you know, they're teaching it in school. So we have kids who are coming in because they're already learning it in school. Um, Stay-at-home moms, you know, busy, busy, busy working moms, busy, busy professionals. I mean, there's really no, well, I remember doing a, a marketing exercise when I was in my MBA program, like, who's your ideal customer? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really everybody. Because anybody can do yoga, male, female, young, old. I mean, there's seniors who do yoga in chairs. I mean, there's all kinds of people who do it. And you just reminded me of something when you said, you know, how does it make people feel? I remember there's a couple of instances. Um, there was one member of our studio a few years ago, and I hadn't seen her in a while. And I remember she came in, and I'm like, oh, I haven't seen you in so long. Like, what happened to you? Is everything okay? And she says, you know, the choice this evening was to come to yoga or jump off the bridge. Oh, boy. And she's like, I chose to come to yoga this evening. And what I didn't know is she was caring for an aging parent and she was working full time, late shifts, and she was so incredibly stressed and she was the only, she was the sole caretaker and dealing with this. And this was her safe place to come. You know, we had another, another um, yogi also whose, whose partner was going through cancer for the past year. And this gave him the safe space to come for one hour and just let that go for one hour you know, and just be with us, be with people and just, um, you know, move his body and, and, and breathe for one hour before he could go back to, to dealing with, with it. He had to deal with at home. That's amazing. I mean, in, in a unique comparison, we always talk about, you know, a hot towel shave in this business uh, in cabin, um, how it's that break for an hour. It's yeah. like you get to come in here and check out of the world for, 
45 minutes to an hour. It's a mini vacation. It's, it's solitude. You're in your own head. Most often during that experience, there's a hot towel wrapped around your eyes. So you really are, you know, there's a sensory issue here too, where you can, you're deprived of something that you normally have. And that I think creates this powerful feeling inside you. And it, it also goes to say, um, how important it is to recognize that we don't know what everybody else is going through. So, you know, your, um, your customer that came in or your, your member, or how would you call them? I guess customer. Yeah. Member. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. member customer that yeah. came in and it was either the bridge or yoga. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have no idea what they're really facing in a day and it could be anybody. And so it's so important, I think for how we approach people and how we, engage with empathy to recognize that there's something beyond what's right here in front of us. And I think if we all took a little stronger approach and leaned into empathy and kindness, that we'd end up making more of those moments where people don't opt for the bridge or can just take a break and, you know, just smile and be happy, you know, because not always are they happy. (laughs) No. You know, you could be that change for them or yoga, or a hot towel shave, or whatever it is, you know, that coffee, that latte. Um, So I always make sure that the experience that we put forward in the businesses that I have always has this human element, this this very connected touch in mind. It's so important. I mean, I don't know if you feel the same. I'm sure you feel the same way I do. I mean, this past several months have been so challenging for our business economically. I mean, I would have been ready to throw in the towel, the hot towel. (laughs) But I remember these stories and I know how much this space means to people. And I mean, I've bumped into people walking in the street and they said, you know what, the hardest thing that is that I've lost my yoga studio. And, And I think that's, that's what keeps us going. That's really what's keeping us going is those stories and knowing that we're providing an essential service to people. Well, yeah, you're resilient. I mean, you were, uh, you were, thrown a couple of punches and curveballs. Yes, we have. <laughs> um, and more recently, even before COVID, I think there was a location issue and then you had to move and you, you found another spot and renovated and then you're back up in Adam and then COVID hit. COVID hit. I also, know. Is, was COVID from a bricks and mortar standpoint, was it the nail in the coffin? Um, so when COVID hit in, in March, I mean, like everybody else, we thought we're going to close for two weeks. We'll be back. Right. Everyone needs a break. Take two weeks off, everybody reconnect with your families and two weeks vacation. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, this is not going to be, this is not two weeks. What are we going to do now? And then we, you know, started thinking about doing things online and our teachers were incredibly generous at the time and said, you know, what do you need? We know money's tight. It's Okay. Things are, you know, CERB is there. We have other sources. What can we do to help? And people pitched in and started offering yoga classes via Zoom from their homes. And one of the things COVID did, I guess you say one of the positive things is we had to learn a whole new technology, yes. <laughs> you know, which was which was a steep learning curve for us because that's not where our our assets and skills are i didn't i didn't go yogis aren't zooming you know no we're not zooming you know and i when i went to my mba i mean i learned mergers and acquisitions i don't know what to do here when it comes to uh setting up a virtual studio and we thought well, we'll do it for a little while but then after three months of paying high rent on a space that we could not use and there was no end in sight at that time and there was zero income coming in. Our landlord told us that he would rather see the space empty than to apply for the the government help for for landlords. And and then we were worried. We're like, okay, well, even if they allow us to open up again, you know, August September, there's going to be another shutdown. Right. And so we made the difficult decision after six years to close our bricks and mortar store and um, and dive headfirst into virtual. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. You made the capital P, the big pivot. I made the big pivot. And it's it's come at a significant expense to us, too. So we took another big gamble, um, you know, because we're, we're stay tuned. You know, we're having a new website launching soon with a with a robust online uh, on demand library and um, more more. Um, exciting things that we're going to be able to offer. And we're also I'll be able to offer instructors from all over the world. And we're also able to welcome yogis from all over the world. We have even starting now, you know, yogis out in Vancouver practicing with us. So it's been interesting. <laughs> That's amazing. I it's mean, been interesting. W- what a shift uh, because it takes, 
it takes perseverance and tenacity and it takes that real drive, that true entrepreneurial spirit to be able to recognize that there's still reason to move it forward. Yeah. And so what's the response been like? I mean, you're online now, the courses are already running and you haven't built out the website to your complete vision yet, but that's coming. So what's the online world feel like for you? I mean, the online world is really different. I mean, the one of the things, again, like financially, it was hard because we had to reduce our prices by more than 50% because there was so much free content out there. So that was a big hard thing for us for our business as well. And then also we aren't able to offer the same amenities that we can from a physical space. Of course. You know, we're not able to offer that. So we're like, are they getting the same value that they would get from all those added pluses? So we had to reduce our our prices, which again, so it's been, it's that part has been challenging business-wise. Um, the reception has been good. Mm-hmm. Um, the, we have some dar- diehard yogis who are, you know, they come three, four times a week and, and they're there for us. And they say that some people say they enjoy it better. They're in the comfort of their own home. They don't have to worry about a babysitter. They don't have to pay for parking. They don't have to worry about rushing through rush hour traffic to get home. And they can practice at their convenience and their comfort in their own home. And it's nice seeing instructors in their own space. It's very interesting to see everybody's little space that they've set up. So you're, they're welcoming them us into our into our home. I love the um, I love the idea that you know, of course, it's a it's a cost reduction, which I which I don't like. However, um, it allows you to expand the offering mm-hmm. far beyond what the bricks and mortar could do. I mean, the business that I'm in here, of course, there's a service that has to happen. We we can't do this virtually. Yeah. Um, we certainly can make an online presence for our, our product lines, but the service itself needs to happen in 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 uh, in person, face to face. Yours, however, um, I think are one of these businesses that might actually see this transition help the uptake. Yeah. More people could try. They could expose themselves to something they don't know, and then th- it's limitless. Yeah. I mean, I think you can get two thousand people on a call yeah. and 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 give instruction and stream and whatnot. Um, I'm very excited about this. I'm driven by it. I'm excited about your business going online and making that pivot. Uh, I'd like to check back and see how that goes because Thank you. I really want people to be inspired by the fact that, you know, resiliency and, and your drive, um, is really entirely up to you. You know, it's, you could be kicked and be down, um, which a lot of us have gone through in the last nine months, eight, nine months, um, but, you know, for those that can start to recognize that even slow builds and picking it up again and getting back to what makes them happy is something that we should constantly be pursuing. Yeah, so, it's exciting. Um, it's starting a new business all over again, right? right? And, and you get to be creative. <laughs> and and you get to stuff. be creative and think about new ways of offering. So it, it is exciting. Yes. Yeah. Um, I wanted to uh, thank you for taking the time to be here. And I always, like I said, uh, say, what's that one piece of technology? Why don't you give us one more, if it's a website, an app, or something that you just think everybody would benefit from? Um, I think one of the things that I really love is Spotify. I mean, I think that's something that I love. I've always loved music. Music is always a big part of my home. I mean, every week my dad would go to Sam the Record Man and bring the new records home. He brought big boxes of records when he immigrated from Ireland. So music has always been a big part. So you can always find find great music. You can find the Staying Alive podcast. You can find meditation. You can find yoga. You can find all kinds of you know, great things on there. And it's, it's, it's a nice way to, to relax and, and unwind. I love music. So I love, I think Spotify is something that I, I, that I'm, I in love. The, I'm in the same spot, Joanne. And as a matter of fact, we tail off every podcast now with my recommendation for a music track. So tonight I'd like, um, in the mind of a yogi, I like this groove. It's called fade out lines by the Avenir. And I think that should be something you should check into. I want to thank Yogi Joanne Heaney for thank coming you. and joining us. Thank you us so from, much for the opportunity. It's my pleasure for sure. And um, thank you for checking in at Staying Alive here, the podcast. I'm Louis J, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.